It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. There's been a lot of talk of late of the status, the position, the future prospects, the current trust in Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, They have made a pivot uh, to get her out in front just a little bit more. So last night, uh, she went on with ABC News' George Stephanopoulos. Uh, She talked about rising costs, inflation, uh, some of those things that are her top priorities. She disputed any feeling or thought that she was being sidelined by President Biden or the administration. Uh, And uh, we're going to break that down just a little bit. Being vice president is not an easy thing, especially when you are someone who has a future uh, a future that would probably include a run for the White House. And we've talked about this in the past, how uh, you can see when there is a natural successor option that uh, there tends to be more tension between the vice president's office and the president's office. And it, most of this is between the staff, by the way. Uh, we saw that in the last year of the George H.W. Bush and Ronald Reagan relationship. Uh, as H.W. Uh, Bush was trying to establish himself, get himself ready to run uh, for the presidency. So that tension increased. Uh, we saw it in a significant way with Al Gore and uh, President Bill Clinton. And then we had a couple of vice presidents that were definitely not uh, keeping their eye on the presidency while they were vice president or a natural extension uh, running when their uh, when their boss, the president, resigned. So you uh, had that in the George W. Bush uh, as well as with President Obama, it was very clear that uh, Joe, then Joe Biden, vice president, was not going to immediately run for the presidency, uh, took a, a cycle off and then came back. Uh, so all of these things are interesting and challenging and full of tension. And uh, it's been clear there's been a lot of criticism of the vice president and her office in particular in terms of her handling of a, a lot of the moments she was provided or the issue set, the portfolio she's been given. Uh And I have to say that uh, her speech at the signing of the infrastructure deal uh, was a great speech, and it was delivered incredibly well. I thought it was the speech of the day. Uh, So we will give Vice President Harris props for that. In fact, I want to play a little clip of that because I think this is where the vice president is actually at her best. This is an historic day. In the middle of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln started construction on the Transcontinental Railroad. In the middle of the Great Depression, President Franklin Roosevelt finished construction on the Hoover Dam. President Dwight Eisenhower signed the National Interstate and Defense Highways Act in the middle of the Cold War. And today, and today, President Joe Biden will sign the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act into law. So that was the vice president on Tuesday at the signing of the infrastructure bill. Again, it was a great speech, a speech worth listening to. There were some very positive things in there presented in a very powerful way. Now the vice president has gone on the offensive. Again, we mentioned she did this interview 
uh, with George Stephanopoulos from ABC last night. And I want to go to some of that as she takes on some of the things that are going on. Uh, Stephanopoulos asked about the recent poll numbers that disapprove of the work the administration is doing. Here's her response. Polls, they go up, they go down. But I think what is most important is that we remain consistent with what we need to do to deal with the issues that we're presented with at this moment. And so let's again look at what we accomplished. It's historic in nature, uh, at least the biggest investment in infrastructure in a generation in America. And some of this stuff you'll see in the next few months, and some of this you're going to see in the next perhaps couple of years. Uh, Next, the vice president went on to uh, defend the Build Back Better plan. Uh, of course, a lot of Americans, as we just spoke with uh, Scott Rasmussen in his polling numbers, uh, there is a big worry out there in the nation about inflation. And the vice president took that on, saying, no, this uh, Build Back Better plan, this uh, social uh, infrastructure plan is is not going to drive up inflation. Here's the thing. Talk to 17 Nobel laureates who are economists who actually have studied the issue and have indicated that we're not looking at a, a, a contribution to inflation, but actually we're going to get prices down. In fact, Moody's and a number of others have said, listen, when you look at the numbers, the whole point about inflation and why it hurts us is because prices go up. With the Build Back Better agenda, it's going to bring the cost down. Of course, one of the things in the vice president's portfolio that many have been critical of is dealing with immigration. Uh, of course, uh, efforts to get to the border, uh, conversations with uh, leaders from South America and uh, trying to break that down just a little bit. And so uh, she took that on uh, as a question from George Stephanopoulos. Uh, Here's what she said. It's not going to be overnight. We can't just flip a switch and make it better. Um, The reality is that we inherited a system, an immigration system that was deeply broken And it's requiring us to actually put it back together in terms of creating a fair um, process that is effective and efficient. But on the root causes piece, what we're looking at is that, you know, frankly, people don't want to leave home, George. And when they do, it's one of two reasons. They're fleeing some kind of harm or to stay at home. They just simply cannot satisfy the basic needs of their family. And then, of course, the question everyone was waiting for was the question about how she was being used or not used, utilized, underutilized, misused was the the word from George Stephanopoulos. Here's the vice president's response. We're getting things done and we're doing it together. So you don't feel misused or underused? No, I don't. I am very, very excited about the work that we have accomplished, but I am also absolutely, absolutely clear-eyed that there is a lot more to do and we're going to get it done. All right. So I think that was a good interview for the vice president. Uh, Again, regardless of how you feel about the politics of it all, the specific policies of it all, uh, I think she handled herself very well. And I think this is going to be an interesting point in time as you look at uh, her term as vice president and her future political prospects. Uh, I think what has happened since the uh, that signing speech, uh, this will be interesting to see if this becomes a line Uh, that you can point back to and say that's where the vice president found her sea legs, that's where she got uh, her voice, and that's where she got a set of issues that she could move and and have some success on. And so we'll continue to to look at that and monitor that. 
because how she moves uh, is is going to have a huge impact, especially going into 2022. Remember, it's often the vice president that gets sent out uh, to a lot of these political rallies uh, in the midterms. You try to keep the president uh, doing the work so that they can say, look, the president's doing the president's job and getting things done. The vice president's going to come out and help us raise funds and so on. And so this is an important season for the vice president. And so we'll continue to watch how uh, that's playing and how it's impacting perception. And if anything is getting through, it's been the one uh, fascinating point since the signing of the bill is that the numbers really haven't moved uh, for the president yet. There wasn't a real bounce as many anticipated. And we're going to stay with this conversation and this idea coming up in the next segment. We're going to break down some of the areas that I think have to concern the White House in terms of their numbers. Uh, I was on uh, Bloomberg Radio last night, and we broke down some interesting numbers about some of the softer issues around the president and what they mean for future prospects in terms of policy. Stay with us. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do when a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything it was violent it was senseless and i will never understand it i will never accept it i'm amy donaldson and unfortunately we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives but what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt in a new podcast the letter we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 